You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 139. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Did you know that when and how you engage your stakeholders in your PMO will determine how successful you are with your PMO? Their involvement in the right places at the right time and in the right ways is key to your success. In this episode, we're diving into some of the tips that have made my Impact Engine PMO students wildly successful building, running, up-leveling, and even rescuing their PMOs, all while earning themselves and their PMO a seat at the table in their organizations. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by my free masterclass on defining, measuring, and communicating PMO value you're going to learn the best techniques for showing your PMO impact. So if you're wondering how to show the value of your PMO, how to up-level your PMO to deliver value more quickly, what metrics will impress your business leaders most, why fixing project management doesn't seem to get the expected results, and if there really is a way to get it all done without losing your sanity in the process. Because here's the deal, you're busy, And you don't have time to waste reading 10 different books with conflicting guidance and scour the internet for a ton of pieced together articles that seem to only get average results. By the way, the average PMO success rate is still sadly around 50%. So you don't want to follow the average guidance. Average guidance, average results means you're probably looking for a new job in two years. So by saving your spot in this training that is free, you're going to put yourself first in line to learn the high impact measurement techniques that until now have been exclusively reserved for my private clients and impact engine PMO students. That's right. I'm sharing some of the hundreds of secrets I've teached my IEPMO students so that you can uncover what my students have by putting into practice these very techniques. So just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash value. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash value and join us for one of our upcoming free training classes. Okay, let's do this. Do you know how important it is to engage your stakeholders early in the process of setting up a PMO or as you're looking to up-level your PMO capabilities? I bet you do. I bet you are fully aware that your stakeholders are important to the process of building and running your PMO because... They are the people that are going to benefit from the services and capabilities. Okay, great. But did you realize that the determining factor on the success of your PMO short and long term is not just that you are engaging your stakeholders, it's also when you engage those stakeholders, where you engage those stakeholders, and how you engage those stakeholders. So today we're going to talk about all three of those and explore steps you can take to make sure that you have the when, the where, and the how totally locked in. So I'm always telling my students that you must give your stakeholders what they want before you can give them what they need. And what I mean by that is you have very little time to build credibility, to 
engage your stakeholders the right way, build those strong relationships, and show value. You must show value quickly. But it's super important that that value is in the eyes of your stakeholders, not just in your eyes. That's why I created the free masterclass that I mentioned for this episode, so that you can learn how to define, measure, and communicate value, not just in your eyes, but in your eyes of the stakeholders for your PMO. It all comes down to having the right conversations with the right people and solving the right problems. And to do that, there are a lot of steps that must be done a certain way to see the real value quickly. And it starts with knowing what your business leaders want. And here's a common mistake that many PMO leaders make. They go to their business leaders and they say, what should the PMO do for you? And you may have heard me say this on other episodes. If not, listen up. Do not ever, ever ask your business leaders what the PMO should do. They don't know. They aren't the experts. You are the expert on what a PMO can do to serve an organization. What they are experts in, since it's not PMOs, is their pain. The thing they want changed. That is why you were hired, to change something for them that they want changed. Therefore, we must start with giving them what they want, which is the pains they've identified. They want those pains to go away the opportunities they see in front of them that they want to take full advantage of. You are there to address their wants. And so what many PMO leaders do is instead of really digging into what the business leaders and the stakeholders want, they start looking around and figuring out what they need. And this is the problem with that. Because you are an expert in what the PMO can do to solve problems, you look at it through a healthy solution-oriented framing. You see a problem, you want to fix it. Or even worse, your business leaders have been trained to solution instead of giving you the problem as they see it. And both of those scenarios lead you to oftentimes fixing the wrong things. Now, I talked about not fixing project management and that not being a place to start in episode 134, And we continued to explore other places that you can provide value. So I'm not going to address the things you can do here. What I'm really focused on is something that I was only able to touch on in those episodes, which is that you must engage your stakeholders. Now we're going to dive into the right ways to do that, to achieve the outcomes you're really looking for, which is a successful PMO that your stakeholders are begging you for. Solutions to their problems. So in addition to what I talk about in those episodes 134, 135, 136, etc., about solving the right problems and possibly missing the underlying root cause if you go straight to solution instead of really digging into the pain points, that's one issue we've already covered in prior episodes. The other problem is everyone starts focusing on what they need, which is the medicine they probably need to take, before we've given them a quick win, before we've made them feel heard, before we've made them feel understood, before we've made their lives easier by giving them what they want. The fastest way to build credibility for you and your PMO is to just do what they're asking for. And I know this seems super simple when I say it, and the yeah, but monster might be crawling up on your shoulder and saying, yeah, but they're a disaster. They really need this and they really need that. I hear you. But if you don't, 
Give them what they want before giving them what they need. You may not ever get a chance to fix the underlying problems you know they need resolved to be successful long-term because you could burn the only credibility you have quickly because they're not going to feel understood. They're going to feel like you've totally missed the mark on what was important to them. They're going to feel like you're not listening. They are going to feel like you are fixing. And don't forget the challenges with change fatigue. So if you spend a lot of time fixing stuff that they don't really get, that you know they need, but still hasn't addressed the burning problems that they want solved right away, and then you're making more changes and more changes, and they're still saying, where's the thing that I really wanted solved? I don't see this as my PMO. This might work for somebody else, but I don't get anything I want from this PMO. And then by the time you are getting to the things they really want solved, which you pushed to later, if at all, everyone's exhausted from changes and they don't want any more of it. Because every time a new change is introduced, they feel like, even though you know it's stuff they needed, you really didn't give them any value. So they don't want it. They don't want any part of it. So instead, what you want to do is you want to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. You might have tons of ideas on things that really do need to get fixed, but we don't start there. The reason my Impact Engine PMO training and implementation program and coaching students are so successful is because they follow a different order of things, a different approach. So we're going to walk through what they do, why they are so darn successful, and why it helps them build so much credibility so quickly and get the support they need to continue to grow and evolve both the PMO, the services, the reach in the organization, and ultimately the impact they are able to make. There's a very specific order I take my students through in our Impact Engine PMO implementation program. First, I teach them what needs to get done, in what order, why that matters, how to do it. Then I give them the resources to go do exactly those things, and they follow the process step by step by step. The very first thing that they need to do is they need to determine the focus for the PMO. This isn't the forever focus, and this isn't be this type of PMO or that type of PMO. I don't believe in types to determine what your PMO persona is, because I believe the PMO should be as unique as the organization it serves and the problems it's solving. While I have a very detailed step-by-step process that I take my students and my clients through, the reason they're so successful is that these are the steps to take to achieve the business goals for your organization, the outcomes you create, the impact you have on the organization, the services and capabilities that you deliver are as unique as the organization and the people it serves. So what we want to start with is what do we need to do right now? What should our current PMO focus be? And to determine that initial focus, we do a lot of stakeholder engagement. They have conversations with stakeholders. They don't just send out a survey to people. They have conversations with people. They can start with collecting feedback on a survey, but I never let them just stop there because in the conversations with business leaders and stakeholders and potential stakeholders, you're going to learn so much that they aren't willing to put in a survey. You're going to hear them talk about the pain points they have, the challenges they have. You'll guide the conversation 
to determine what they want and guide the conversation away from solutioning. We don't talk about solutions in module two of the program. We talk about problems. We assess the organization for impact opportunities. And then once they've gone through all of this assessment steps that I created for them, then in the third module, they're able to look at things like what are the services and capabilities we can deliver and how should our organization be structured and how are we going to govern and how are we going to run the portfolio and all the other aspects of creating your impact delivery model. But it starts with problems, challenges, opportunities, and stakeholder relationship building. So that is the really important stuff that has to happen right at the beginning. So our students get a ton of guidance and worksheets and interview checklists and questions to ask and everything they need just in the first step of that module two so that they can determine the best PMO focus. And that PMO focus starts with those pain points the stakeholders have identified. Then, and this is something that's super important, you must assess all of the organizational change components that you're dealing with in your organization. The organizational change components, the team change components, your sponsor, your culture, all of the components of what the organization functionally does, how it operates, how change happens, how change is absorbed, how change enabled and capable the organization is, all of that has to be done because it doesn't matter if you have the right solutions to the problems and even if you have identified the right pain points to solve, you know, the things they want solved, if you haven't figured out the way to solve those problems through people and with people instead of to them. So there's a lot of organizational change management components that must be evaluated. And then of course, you wanna look at the PMO. Where are PMO services and capability type activities happening now? If it's a new PMO, project management's happening. Do you know where it's happening? Are there places that you want to make sure you don't break things? Are there things that you need to be looking at to incorporate in what you do? Where and how can you serve? And again, you've already asked all the pain point questions. You know what they want, not what they need yet. You know what they want, and that's what you're going to focus on. And as you keep exploring, you're going to start making your own private list of, okay, this is something we might want to do next and after that and after that, after we have built credibility built those relationships, given them what they want, and gain some real measurable momentum. Now, after you've collected all of those inputs, looked at a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, where are the PMO opportunities, and where are the PMO pain points, all of these pieces and components, once you've done all of that evaluation work, then it's time to build your stakeholder engagement strategy. Remember, you must engage your stakeholders throughout this entire process. And you will be making a big mistake if you wait until you're ready to roll out services and capabilities before engaging stakeholders or asking them what they want upfront and then not talking to them again until it's time for stuff to roll out. That could be weeks, months, or even more. And they're going to have completely forgotten about you or found another way to work around that service because you took so long to roll it out. So you don't want to create those opportunities for missteps by waiting to talk to them. You want to keep a strong relationship, continued engagement, continued inclusion in the process from the time you're first identifying what they want all the way through until you are seeing the value from that thing being delivered 
and you're able to measure not just that we did it. Remember, we are not focused on outputs. We're focused on outcomes. We also want to make sure that what we did worked and achieved the measurable results they're looking for, which is the solution to that pain. That pain has to go away. That pain has to be resolved because that is how we address what they want, not just what we think they need. Because remember, the stakeholders will make or break your success with them by your side, encouraging, supporting, engaging, and benefiting from your services. You can truly become that impact engine for your organization. And the getting your seat at the table part, that just happens. It happens naturally every time. Now, by doing all of this, here's an interesting thing that happens. You use this opportunity to provide services and capabilities, address what they want. You become that trusted advisor for them because you immediately heard them, understood them, and solved their problem. You gave them what they want, and so now they're going to give you what you want. They are going to become an advocate for you and your PMO as you continue to expand your reach in the organization. They are a champion that will help you build and maintain momentum because you gave them a success and now you have a story of that success that you can share with others. So when you give them what they want, they are much more inclined to let you use them as a champion for the next change that has to happen. You can ask them to share their story about the success they're having now, and you will easily see the impact you're making and the metrics that you can use to tell a good story right from pain was there, this is what it felt like, this is what it cost us, and time, money, resources, etc. And now pain is gone. Look at what we're able to do. Look at the impact we're able to make. Look at the outcomes we're helping the organization achieve. That is the kind of thing that you want to have on your list so that when you go talk to next stakeholder or next group, you can use their story of success as your story of success because you are the one that gave them what they want. And the other thing that happens here is that now they are going to trust you to give them what they need. Remember those problems that you addressed by maybe just jumping in and solving the problem that was right there in front of them that they wanted solved? Now you can say, because they trust you, hey, you know how you were having this problem? Would you like my help making sure that doesn't happen again? Of course they want your help making sure it doesn't happen again because they trust you now. So now you can come in with a solution that will take a little bit more change effort on their part, but they're open to it because they now trust you. You see how that works? Now, by doing all of that, you're building some serious credibility in the organization, some serious momentum. And when they have a problem, they're going to naturally come to you first to solve that problem. And there comes the next items on your list that you can do that they want. And you see how this goes, right? Now, here is an interesting thing that happens, not just with that whole process, but specifically with my Impact Engine PMO students. Our program has six steps in the process right now. And this work that I'm talking about doing happens in step two, the assessment work. You might wonder what comes before that. And that is all the mindset work and preparatory work and things that must be done to make sure that you're going to be successful from the minute you start with your PMO 
And then we do this assessment work, which is the second step. And then in module three, they define the impact delivery model and figure out what the services and capabilities they're going to deliver to solve those problems. But what's super cool, and it happens almost every time, many of our students pay for this program out of their pocket. And about the time they finish module two and start getting into module three. Now remember, they haven't even delivered solutions yet. They haven't even solved the problems. The services aren't even in place yet. They've just done the work to build the stakeholder relationships. They've just done the work to engage their stakeholders and can keep engaging those stakeholders effectively throughout the whole process. That's about the time their business leaders reimburse them for the program. So I want to make sure you're really clear on this because this is super cool. They've only had conversations. They've only engaged stakeholders. They've only asked the right questions. And I say only, I know it's a lot of work, but I make it super simple for them because I provide them everything they need to do so, but they haven't delivered a solution yet. They haven't even said, this is the solution I'm going to deliver for you. They just start getting that in module three. They only stay focused on what the pain points are and having the right conversations with stakeholders and building their stakeholder engagement strategy. And then they start to get into figuring out the services and capabilities they'll deliver to address those pains. And they've already built enough credibility with their bosses, with their business leaders, and with their stakeholders before they've ever delivered any solutions. They're getting reimbursed for the program. How cool is that? And every time I hear a student tell me that they got reimbursed for the program, I say to them, let me guess, you were between module two and module three. And they said, how did you know? That's how transformational this process and these things I'm telling you to do and why to do them in what order, how to do them matters so much because the proof is in their actions and responses and engagement and behavior with you. That's how you know you're getting it right. And if they're saying, wait a minute, this has been so helpful to me and so momentous and so transformational that I'm already totally sold on the rest of it. And we haven't even done any of the delivery of services yet. You know, you're doing something right. So when I tell you this, it's so that you can understand that if you do these things, you will see the results. Just like I tell all of my students, if you do the work, you will see the results. It works every time. And that's why they have a 100% success rate. Every student that applies the things that I'm teaching you here, that applies all of the detailed guidance and worksheets and templates and presentations and everything that I give them in that program, if they do that work, they will see the results 100% of the time. And this has been true for the entire time that I've been running my business, PMO Strategies, since 2013 with every client and every student. And this is absolutely the experience you can have as well if you follow the guidance I'm sharing with you here today. So just remember, meet them where they are, take them where they want to go, then they will trust you to take them where they need to be. Before we go, don't forget, if you want to learn more about how you can define, measure, and communicate value for your PMO, definitely check out my free masterclass on doing just that. Go to pmostrategies.com forward slash value. That's pmostrategies.com 
forward slash value. And if you love what you are hearing in these episodes, make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and download these episodes so they are with you no matter where your high impact PMO journey takes you. And I would love to hear how you are making a big impact with what you're learning in these episodes. Make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you find this podcast. And I cannot wait to give you more high impact goodies in the next episode. I have a special one coming up for episode 140. You are not going to want to miss. All right, that's it for this episode. Bye-bye for now.